Bust the dragon, drag it, drag it. Bust the dragon, drag it, drag it. Bust the dragon, drag it, hot D. Yeah, so we're already in the podcast, so everyone just, like, look around you, feel it out. Looks nice. Yeah, we've... <laughs> where in, where are we located for this one, physically? At the beach. Okay, I thought maybe it was going to be a fantasy <laughs> thing, but whatever. We're at the beach. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome everyone to Dragon Busters. This is a uh, short, so I guess limited run little podcast, which also, by the way, by doing this makes us a podcast network. Oh, so we, we do two now. So welcome to the Game Busters podcast network. I own this. Um, so yeah, anyway, what we're going to be doing is a little bit of a shorter episode, but each week we're going to come at you um, talking about um, House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones prequel show and uh, our thoughts on each episode as well as speculating for the next one and then maybe just some like clowning around on the hot d so um yeah how's everyone doing i am i am joined by uh my my co-host who i'm i'm hoping we, we kind of keep consistent the whole time but um so jess from from game luster is here she's been on a couple apps say hello jess hello yeah and then <laughs> felicia and felicia is here for her first podcast ever say hello hello Hello. Okay, so Felicia, how do you know a lot about uh, video games? Uh, video games? Mm-hmm. Not a whole ton, because I was not allowed to play a ton of video games okay. growing up. Well, you are on the right podcast then, because that is the <laughs> other one. Um, <laughs> Board games more so. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, what we're going to be doing is is jumping in. Um, Felicia said she took notes, which I thought was really nerdy. Um I've taken notes as well. Oh, okay. I was just gonna wing it like I, I usually do, but you're just unprepared. No, I, I was. I, it's not unprepared. I was intentionally not. Uh, I intentionally didn't prepare anything. Um, but yeah. So uh, I thought that we could start off by um, general thoughts. Um, first, how how did you like the first episode, and then also maybe how do you feel that the the, the tone and then the feel of it uh, compares to the original series. I um I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. I think it's got like quite a strong start. Um, mm-hmm. I I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with dragons. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I'm born the year of the dragons, so it kind of is near and dear in my heart. I uh, I thought that it started off very strong. And I am one of those people who does like to go online and kind of see what other people said. And I think that that was an agreement that people definitely thought it started off strong as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite popular. And um, I I'll, even just like without touching on the, the like the quality of it, like the actual viewers, they released HBO said that 10 million people, 10 million households rather just in the U.S. watched it uh, on opening night, basically. Um, it's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because the it is the it is from what I can tell, it looks like it's the biggest debut episode of a drama series in history. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think the 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 end of, of Game of Thrones, they were getting like 17 million or something like that. So we got to pump those numbers up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I also 
I think what I liked my, my like most about this is how the the actual book is like kind of like written like a history book. So there's not actually that much detail in the books. It, they're just kind of like general general facts. And then what the show is doing is it's like elaborating on them more. So a lot of it is actually just made up. But it just if it feels like it just all just makes like so much sense. Yeah, it's um I'm I was. Uh, I guess I'll say like I was pleasantly surprised. I guess I didn't think I would like it that much, but um, it just kind of felt like I was like back when the show was good. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, um, yeah. Though I did feel like it, um, it lacked in that comedic aspect that Game of Thrones had. You know, like the the wittiness, mm-hmm. and I, I I do think that's like mostly because. Peter Dinklage obviously isn't in it, but <laughs> where that's where <laughs> right. like seventy percent of that came from. <laughs> but like, I do, I do think it cut that, that. That was kind of the only thing that I felt like it lacked was like the witty kind of dialogue. Right, and I think the, I think it's like we got to find who's gonna who's gonna do that for us. Yeah, you know? um, and I think it's gonna have to be Matt Smith. Yeah, he he he's been so good in this. Like, I, I like him already. I know. I, 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 like- I don't. <laughs> I was like, I was watching this with a friend, and like, like after he did like his first scene, I was like, he's a chaos gremlin. Yeah, yeah I don't think we're supposed to like Damon. I think Damon's <laughs> actually supposed to be a bit of a dick, but <laughs> he seems to Just... kind of be the fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think that um, that's what I I actually will admit that I have not watched him in anything. I am not. I have not watched. Doctor You're not. Who. You haven't Doctor Who'd. I haven't Doctor Who'd and I have not finished The Crown minus like w- watching a few episodes of season one. So it's kind of nice to come from a different perspective of it. Um, but I do like when good people become villains because um, I think that's one of my favorite tropes is when you see somebody that's so lovable become a bad character. It it makes it kind of enjoyable and seeing that. Um, from a different perspective, kind of like a Kilgrave character, or in, now yeah, this. which is another Doctor Who who became yeah. an evil villain. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, I I kind of like villains. I'll, I'll be honest. I, yeah. I I like it, but a lot of things that I, I think that he said wasn't wrong. That you know his brother should trust him, even though he did some uh, shady things. You know, not supporting his his brother at a time of sorrow but um i think that certain intentions might be right because uh knowing from game of thrones in the past that you can't always change you can't always trust who is your right hand or those who are closest to you so i feel like that could be a foreshadowing um i don't know if anyone else felt that way but maybe i felt that way so we were like like well i guess let me first say also like um I I, uh, I really like the um, casting and stuff, and like I, I also like um, what I'm trying to say. Um, I like that there's a little bit less characters, so we don't have to remember a billion people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, because reading, reading like a song of fire and ice it, and people having similar names is very difficult to keep up with. Just reading the, the books in general is difficult. Yeah. To keep yes. Up. <laughs> it was very much my brain felt frazzled. So this is a little bit more relaxed, but I, I will say 
I, I, the whole time I kept thinking this and I don't, probably a lot of people won't agree, but I kept saying, I always wanted to be in the house of Tyrell because of the way that women are matriarchs and the way that women are treated. I dislike the way that women are treated in every other house. Um, you know, just because you're born a woman and they wanted a son so bad. It's like, you're forgotten. I hate that aspect of it. And just because you're now the only choice, that means that um, you now are in line for the throne. But it's kind of like a, it's a backhanded compliment. And I, I kind of hate that for her. Right. And I mean, I think that's the intention. It's like, well, you know, you can have the, the scraps. Um, also, sorry, just I'm trying to spread this gif around now that, that Matt Smith is back. But um, so um, if anyone didn't remember, he was the villain in Morbius. Oh, I did not see it. I did not see it. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Um, yeah, it's it's fun because um, at the end, Morbius defeats him by like, because you know he's a vampire, so all the bats see him as like their brother. Oh. And um, so he summons all the bats from the entire world to come together, and they just like stream together and like destroy Matt Smith, uh, even though he took the same potion and became the same kind of vampire. <laughs> um but anyway um i think the best thing is like um i think the best way to put it is in that that um pitch meeting thing where they're like and then matt smith takes the potion but he becomes an evil vampire instead why is that well the movie needs a villain (laughs) anyway so yeah i i i think that was really strong also i saw somewhere that the actress whose name i cannot remember who plays rhaenyra um if anyone remembers me i can google it also I was gonna um, IMDb. <laughs> this is my favorite website. Is IMDb. Um, who is who? What's her name? Emma Darcy. I feel like I've seen her before. Anyway, um, wait, is that right? I don't, no, wait, did I just read? Am I reading spoilers yeah, on the wiki yes, right now? I yes, am. you are. Her name I is. Re- her name is Millie Alcock. Um. So, yes. Regardless, I saw there was some sort of interview with her where she said that she had some surgeries done when she was a child and most of her brain is, like, not in her head. Um, And it's, like, a miracle she's, like, alive, much less, like, acting and stuff, which is dope. Um, As somebody who has had part of their brain removed also, I think is cool. That's a bit of a weird link because Amelia Clark also has had, like... She had some brain brain issues, too, yeah. Yeah, she had an aneurysm. Oh, an aneurysm. I thought she had a stroke, so... Yeah, it's sort. I think it's sort of like a stroke. She had two of them, and it's very unlikely that... Well, it's not very unlikely, but it's like a high chance of dying from just one, so the fact that she's 5'2 was, like, very lucky. Yeah, the... um, uh, I will say that uh, it probably is passed down in the family. Um, So, okay, anyway. Yeah, let's, let's, let's jump forward. So, as far as the plot, I don't think we need to do, like, a recap i'm assuming you've watched the show if you're if you're here and if you haven't then you've made a grave error um can i just say that i'm very i'm a huge outlander fan and seeing graham Matavish on this was very exciting like i'm gonna guess which one was an outlander man was it the hand of the king guy the bald man oh was the bald man which one uh wait which one was the bald he had a scottish accent (sighs) um what did he do uh, his name was Sir Herod Westerling. 
Was he one of the council people? He was not on council, but he did wear armor a lot. Oh. Oh, was he the, the her, her, like, uh, the nice guy? Uh, yes. Okay, I do remember him, yeah. Okay, Annie, what were you saying? It's, it's very exciting to me to see kind of him go from Outlander to this, just to have another role in such a great series, like, go from one great series to another, um, just for me, I, it's, he's such a great actor and I, I love that there's a place for him in this world. Um, I also wanted to, to say like for anyone who's read the books, um, for Rhaenyra that she, this actress, at least re- from reading the first book, um, for a song of ice and fire is about the age Danny should have been in the show and she wasn't they made her so much older so yeah which really, is it, i it's mean it's so good weird also first of all but yeah um so that was like yeah. one of my notes that i put just just watching her and i'm like wow this is the age danny should have been and was not <laughs> i'm only so, just now finding out that there's like a, a, like a, a young actress and an older actress i thought she looked different to the trailer <laughs> yeah yeah so also a lot of people were saying it's very creepy that um her her uncle was insinuating that and she's so young and i and i want to say well if you read the books or even in the beginning her uh danny's brother was that way to her and she's supposed to be 13 in the book yep. even when even when she married cal she's 13 so if you're creeped out by this you should have yeah. been creeped out like by that, that. Said, i like that you said she married cal like cal drogo's first name was cal well you know <laughs> <laughs> i keep it very formal here <laughs> it's the same with john john's about uh i think he's 15 in the first book yeah yes, it's something like he that, yeah. he's like 16 when he gets with egret and she is not 16 i think she she's a bit older she's not like that much older but she yeah it's 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 a bit um they they, it was it was right for them to age people up um for the show um and even then like sansa goes through all that shit and she's only like 15 at the at at, like the end of the story as as it is like yeah um yikes okay so regardless though um yeah i like the like the setup of the plot i also was interested because they were like at the end kind of like talking about the long night that was going to happen in that we know is going to happen in 200 years but like you know they're like we know about this and and it's coming and i'm like passing on the knowledge to you and um she's like okay <laughs> i don't know i mean like yeah, yeah. Yes. i'm phased <laughs> i don't know what to t- i don't know what to tell you buddy I did love how they used uh, Danny's theme song. Uh, well, not theme song, but kind of like, because I think she had a few, but like just one of these tracks that they used to play with Danny in the Game of Thrones season. They played that while they were like talking about the future. Yes. I there are uh, Some people said they, did, they wanted new music. Some people said they enjoyed the music that was brought over because it, it made them feel like, they were being brought back into it. Yeah. Um, I liked that theme of being brought back into it. Yeah, I liked the mix. Um, I, I do too. Like, I, and I, I mean, I think everyone was like, at the end when like the music swelled and it's like, it's the old music. Yeah. Uh, it was like exciting. Also, I want to yell because, and I know, I know, I heard, I heard they're going to have a theme song in the next one, but I was like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they didn't have one, and I was, like, expecting to watch a bunch of little buildings. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. Bless you. <laughs> That was this. It was a sort of a the dragon sneeze. I also noticed there was um, Matt Smith. Uh, well, Damon has the cat's paw dagger. You know the dagger that uh, Arya uses. Oh, does he? I didn't know. Yeah. Yes, that is a really big theme. That like they kept zeroing in on it. And... Yeah, they were like, look. <laughs> Man, that's okay. That's cool. I wonder how. <laughs> so wait, is that the dagger that Littlefinger gives her? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I guess somehow it ends up in his hands, but I think he got it because, um, where did he did he where did he get it from? Uh, Varus, mm. and then I can't remember where Varus got it from. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, I was looking for more ties and and stuff like that. Um, but also I think I saw some people commenting that like. Oh, like this is doesn't look real because like it looks exactly the same as it is uh, as it was two hundred years later, and it's like, well, you can kind of see like the it is sort of like the Dark Ages, you know? Yeah, the fashion's different. I like that. The... I do like the fashion's a little different, but I think like technological advancement wise, like it does seem that things have sort of stalled out, and like yeah. probably will for the next two hundred years, to be honest. Just like how the maesters operate and stuff like that too. And um, it's like the set design's a bit different. Like the throne room is as it was described with yeah, in the, the, book. the dragon yeah. edge. Yeah. And I, that. I also liked how they implemented the way the throne looks in the books without changing how it looks in the TV shows. So they've surrounded it by the swords that were supposed to have been collected by Aegon when he conquered. Yes. I love I love that. I thought yeah. that was that looks perfect. It does look really good. And there's like um, you know, they even like I don't know if it's like a reference even just like but there was like that whole stuff about how how the Mad King would like was like covered in cuts and like always bleeding because he was like squirming around on his throne. Yeah. Um and like uh they already had a little bit of that. Um actually maybe a good a good jumping point. I'm I'm I think this character I don't wanna I don't wanna be mean. I just I feel like so Viserys, the king, um he feels like the least interesting character on the show so far. So basically, that thing with the throne cutting him, there's a saying in the book that if the throne the throne cuts the kings that aren't um, suitable for it. So in the oh, book, jo- Joffrey's okay. like constantly getting cut. Right, I remember throne. that. Yeah, you're right. Man, yeah. It's been a minute. Um, so Viserys gets cut. And um, I think we get, we get, I think Matt, uh, I keep on saying Matt Damon, um, <laughs> Matt Smith playing Damon. <laughs> um, he he says that Viserys is um, weak, and I think that's kind of supposed to be like the general census around him. I think he's right. Like, I think a lot of people think that about him. Yeah, yeah he's too kind-hearted, and he gets like manipulated by everyone around him. I think they picked this actor very specifically because I have heard that he was on some show, and he's known for being like a comedian. Um, but um, I, I think they picked this actor specifically because he doesn't really have that air of like a king around him, you know? Yeah. Like, he I doesn't re- seem like like you would put him on the throne. I did recognize him from somewhere. But yeah, he's, he's from, from maybe show. it's a British thing. Yeah. Let me see. He reminded me a lot of when you watch. Is it? Is it the Two Towers? The King. He reminded me a lot of that actor. Or is it? Wait, which for, which for, king? The king? The, which king? For the Lord of the Rings. The guy who jumps off the cliff. Um no, who's hold on, 
I I think I think it might be when Billy Boyd sings to the king. What actor is that? He kept reminding me of him. I'm looking in the cast right now for the uh, king, and I can't find him. Where is he? Was he? In, he was in Peaky Blinders. His name's Paddy Conson, Considine. Oh, Peaky Blinders. I watch Peaky Blinders. And... There he is. You found him. Um, also, shout out to uh, Alicent, um, who is uh, played by Olivia Cook, my one true love. Um, so shout out. I, I, do, I was excited to see that she was on the show. I had forgotten that. <laughs> Yeah, um, they seem to have aged her down because um, she. I, I don't know. I get the impression that she's like a similar age to uh, Rhaenyra in this, and in yeah. the book, she's supposed to be a bit older. Ah, okay, I see. And they're not friends. Yeah, I think this is better. I like people having friends because it didn't happen a lot in Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I think pe- a lot of people made a point how in Game of Thrones, a lot of the women just seem to be against each other for like no reason. That's fair, yeah. And like, yeah, it's it's good to just see them like hanging out, like yeah. just because they are actually friends. Um, also, um, I, I guess we can move over to some of these other characters. So, um, yeah, Alicent, I like I like a lot. I feel like they're I feel like they're setting her up to sneakily be important later, um, like very like big. So, yeah, I'm not um, gonna say anything. They were yeah. <laughs> they they sent her off to the king. To the king. Yeah, I was, king. Like, I was like, like, yeah, that was okay. So we were talking about this, and we we're like, oh yeah, fuck the fuck the hand of the king guy. Like fuck off. He like was like telling his daughter to go like sleep with the king to like soothe him, and then like. A, a few people were like, oh, I didn't get that impression at all. And it's like, are you sure? It's like, I thought they made it like super clear. I don't know what's worse. The fact that he decided to do that after the king's wife had died or the fact that he decided to do that after the king just killed his wife. Or what might sends be his daughter even, there. What might be even worse is like, why don't you, my daughter, wear the dress that belonged to my dead wife, your mother? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that part was very strange. Also, I need to bring this up because I don't know. I don't think it bothered me as much as it bothered other people. Was when the king had to make a choice. She was going to die either way. Yeah, I can't, mm-hmm. she was going to die either way, and. I don't know if it's because I've come from the medical field or you could just tell that she was going to die either way. People were come a lot of comments I've read were, do we have to see such violence towards women? It was unnecessary. You don't have to show that on TV, what happened. And I was like, did you not watch the original show? Yeah. Also, this is something that actually happened to women. Yeah. But also when he said a lot of times husbands have to make a choice either the baby or the wife this was not uncommon so to me it was not shocking i wasn't like oh my gosh i need to turn away it was something to me that was not not unexpected like i knew i knew he was gonna have to make that choice yeah yeah and again like so yes first point i understand this did not happen in real life i i know you don't have to keep yelling at it at me across the the alleyway here um because like people are very uh, people like who are saying things like that are usually like their point is like well this isn't a historical time this isn't a thing this isn't real like you don't have to make a world where things are violent against women you could have made you could have made this fictional world like you know somewhere like women are celebrated instead um and like 
Yes, that okay, that's that's fair. This didn't happen. I have to acknowledge that. This is not a historical piece. Um, however, that stuff did happen in, in real life and like wanting to showcase it in like a fantasy context, I don't think is that crazy. No. Like most like like I think I feel like I, I so I watched the little interview. Th- did you watch the little interview thing after the show? Yes, I did yeah, at least. Um that was my that was my version of like taking notes, but um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah they they mentioned uh the showrunner mentioned that like was like 50 percent of of like births like ended with one either the mother or the child dying during the process like um back in like medieval times and like it was like an actual like you know it was a huge thing that killed a lot of women was just yeah. this concept of them having to produce a child like you know uh, and e- even if it wasn't like a question of like I need an heir or whatever, it's like the the woman like they said multiple times like oh the woman's duty is to produce an, a child basically, and like in doing that was was the thing that that killed a lot of women back in the day like I guess half of them so whoops um, don't do that but yeah I love how they they performed like the world's first C section on this lady and like. Um, it, it was also quite realistic as well because they do the incision. Um, they do the incision uh, vertically, and it's usually horizontally now. But it used to be vertically until they decided otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and and that was like really. I think the roughest part of that was just like her like screaming and begging for them to stop. Yeah, I feel like yeah. if he had explained, I know there wasn't much time, but if he had explained that it was e- it was either do this or they just both die anyway, right. I feel like she would have. I, f- I feel like she would have but not been okay with it but like like she would have understood a bit more so i feel I, i'm a little bit torn about how how he just didn't say anything well i think that's where my problem has come in is their res- their respect for women is non-existent and that's why i prefer the tyrell house is because yeah. women are so women rule and we should it, just go to that house and yeah start. that's where that's where i want to be just just know if I ever have to live in this book, that's where I will be. Come find me. But okay. it's women do not have a voice here at all is the problem. And it is it's disappointing, but that's just the way it is and and for them. So I it's sad, show, but it's just the way that it is. Yeah, for this show I think it's better that they're like because I think in, in Game of Thrones, they certainly acknowledge that, like, women did not have power and violence against women happened a lot. But, like, I don't think that they were they were not making a point about it. And, like, in the, in this show, they are addressing it completely, like, head on directly. It is a major part of the story. And, like, really having, like, you know, placing our, you know, like, I guess our, our protagonist in, like, a position where I mean, you could see as they were doing the crown, not crown ceremony, whatever the declaration ceremony, like those people wanted her like fucking dead up there. Um, and like placing her in a position of power, being the first woman to hold this kind of power. And then just being like, um, p- like putting her here and having that be her part of her character story, like yeah. um, rather than just like brushing it off and being like, because I I understand like you know there's there's a little bit of a shitty nature if you dive too deep into it about like Cersei for example like it's like oh well Cersei is like abused and pushed around her whole life and she has to herself become an abuser to overcome that sort of a thing and like I, I think something like 
uh, I mean, even in Game of Thrones, I think that was contrasted well between Sansa and Cersei, though. Like, yeah. showing showing two people, like, taking this kind of abuse and, like, using it to grow in, in two opposite directions. But regardless, I, I think it's cool and um, gives it gives some momentum to this character who, by the way, I don't think that we got, like, enough dialogue time with Rhaenyra for the first episode. Because, again, like, ostensibly, like, that is kind of our protagonist. Um, but, like, um, I, I would have liked to see her, her, like, you know, have a few more, like, conversations i guess yeah because a lot happened to her in this episode but i I know it's a setup right like it's it's the first episode it's setting the stage so a lot has to happen to her before she can start acting it does always confuse me when people complain about certain scenes like that birthing scene like being in this because like from like it it makes me wonder like did you watch the game of thrones at all and like you know from day one these are kind of like been issues that that you know for all his faults george rr R. martin has like addressed some like women's issues like very well weirdly enough but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and also shout out to george because of one of my favorite interview quotes ever which was when somebody asked him um this was years ago i think but like somebody asked him like why did you decide to make Renly gay? And he yeah. said, well, there are gay people, so <laughs> that's <laughs> My favorite part. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part about that is how it's it's not like like very obvious. Well, it's, it is kind of like obvious, but it's it's just like so natural in the book. Like Renly, his uh, Kingsguard all wear rainbow cloaks and Although no one, yeah, it's, outright... a, it's, a little, it's a little shout out for the for the readers. Yeah, and all, although no one outright says that Renly is gay, like there's so many like hints towards it. Like Loras, his best friend, is very upset yeah. when Renly dies. They're just be- they're just best buddies. <laughs> yeah, just, like... but I, I do one of the roommates. one of the major things. Yeah, they're just roommates. Um, <laughs> like one, of, yeah, that was a great thing that the show did was like expand on that and give them like I guess room to have an actual relationship and everything. Yeah. Um. Which, you know, made it, you know, which made Loris's actions, like, later as he went, like, batshit crazy, I guess, more understandable. Yeah, but he was very upset about his quite friend. Quite upset. About <laughs> Just gal pals, really. Um, <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that was, um, I think that was good. I, I'm, I'm uh, how did you guys feel about the, um, the CGI of the dragon? I thought it was a little bit rough, but I also to be felt honest, that. yeah, I don't, I don't really care to be but honest. But I also I had just... like just watched She-Hulk before that, so yeah. it looked okay. <laughs> no, let me tell you, any you could put any type of dragon in front of me, and I'd be like, this is the best thing in the world. Like the the cartoon Hobbit, amazing, like perfection. I, I remember that. Jeez, that was so long ago. Yes, Ugh. I love it. I think, but also just to see dragons on the screen where they're not like trying to smuggle eggs and be like it is our last hope to live in a time where there's still thriving dragons that i was just joyful that yeah. they, they still exist in this world i did also want to say i like the way she talked to her father um when he's he's like i've been a fool and been hoping for a male heir and she's like oh you're talking to me i exist now i like that she had a voice in that moment do you know what scene i'm talking about yeah at the at the end in the in the crypts right with the dragon skull yes i really like that scene because even though um she didn't have a lot of 
talking and there was a lot of staring and nodding especially like during when Damon was um doing the whole fight before this uh new heir was being born I there was just a lot of staring and eye looks but I liked that scene with her father and her being like I I saw a lot of like what Danny would be and just there is a fire in her that I think is going to be important later on. Like she's young, but she's not weak. She just has to learn to find who she's going to be and not be afraid to stand up to her father. I don't know if anyone else felt that way. I felt that way. No, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, hmm. I, I like the, I like the road they're setting up for her. Like I, I was thinking because, um, what is the, um, what what is the thing really that that like has set off the chain of events in this show? Because like, it is it is freaking crazy to remember. But like every single thing that happens in Game of Thrones is because of John Aaron dying at the first in the first episode. Yeah. Like, uh, was it was it uh, Littlefinger that poisoned him? Um, right? Li- yeah, Liza Aaron. Oh right, yeah, her, her husband, yeah, on but because he told her to, right? Yeah, Littlefinger yes. never does anything himself. No, fair enough, absolutely, and he shouldn't because he's beautiful. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about that because I was like, I wonder, what, like, what is what is really the inciting incident of what's about to come, and like, um, it's it's interesting because I, uh, if you if you think about this, like, with the birthing scene and everything, like. Uh, if we if we believe the maesters and that like she would have died regardless, like the same result seems to have been that like would have happened either way. So yeah. um, what is different now? The only thing that is different now is that Viserys, the king, is the one who uh, took his wife's life, basically. Um, what does that what does that do for him? What does that what does that change as far as the events go? Because what is the reason that that happened? Well, he doesn't have a wife anymore. Well, right, but he wouldn't have had a wife anyway. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, so, yeah. what is the reason for him making the decision? Like, how does? Uh, well, I'm I'm not I'm not saying they should have told us yet. I'm just that's my that's my setup for like what the next episodes are going to hold. I think there needs I think there needs to be and I think there will be some sort of self repercussions from that. Like th- something is going to go wrong because he knows what he did. I think he also realized that he he is he can die and like watching his wife die watching son die like he's like uh, this is it i can't trust my brother banishing his brother was huge it was very also like shakespearean that his brother does not live with the wife that she lives in a completely different place like shakespeare did not live with that wife that had the twins like goodbye i don't live with you like oh i'm married and just sleeping around but it was very big that he banished him I feel because it was also somebody that his daughter trusted and now he sent him away. So now she's a little lost. And I think that's a big like chain of events that's happening too, because now that she's, she's heir, he feels like the Damon feels like he can't trust her. So I feel like this is a big chain of events. The the way I saw it was that Viserys, doesn't actually make any decisions until that very moment where he decides to cast out Damon and 
make his daughter hair. It feels like throughout the whole episode, he's just being manipulated by everybody else around him and he's not really making any decisions himself. Yes. And that was his brother's whole point. Like, I'm the only one you can trust. Yeah. And then he sent him away. Yeah. Which, I mean, uh, interestingly, like, I mean, okay, first, obviously, he can't trust him. I mean, that's like, we know that. We know he's a chaos gremlin, but. He's so fit. He's what? He's so fit. He's fit like a like right, like he's like hot. He, he's hot. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a. I remember that from Skins. She's a fit bird. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna need um like a few British slang terms. <laughs> yeah, I was doing. I was popping some out while we were watching. I was like, that's a shout and a half. <laughs> um, which is one of my favorites. But anyway, um, I was, I also accidentally called a, upstairs a landing, which was a, something happened to me there. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, but anyway, no, I I think that's um, I I think yeah, I agree. That was like a huge thing for him to do, and I guess that is really the thing. I, I, that's what I'm wondering now. I guess that was a long way of me saying, had he made this decision, had he not made this decision, and like let his like let his his wife and his child die in the bed there like would is do you think he still would have uh banished uh matt damon no (laughs) i i felt like he felt very very mortal in when that happened yeah and also what bothered me after that that happened is that his daughter was the last one to know that they died when they came out and whispering That and then she had to realize that's what they were whispering about. Very much bothered me. Yeah, it sucks. And like it, it really like again shows like you know his he's coming to her at the end like with the with the crown and everything and like hey sorry and you know it's like you like uh, you don't even like consider like you don't even consider me a person really and then like now you're just like oh, please be the queen. Yeah, it's you're all, like, you're all I have left. Yeah. I'm I'm very much close to death. That's what he's feeling like. I can't trust my brother because he, he's fighting everyone, ki- killing whoever because he feels mm-hmm. like it. Because he went on that killing spree, um, just ki- and that's what he scolded him about. And then he had that fight and was just beating people. I like when that guy dropped him down a peg. That was yeah. amazing. But like, it's just I think watching two people die because she kept saying she had all those miscarriages and then watching them die he's like when am i it might be me next and then there's nobody i can't let my brother have this throne right what was that like weird wound on his back so i can't actually remember what what happens in the book um like i I don't i can't remember i I was thinking maybe it's grayscale but i I really can't remember what it Uh, is i don't think so because i think grayscale moves quicker than that you know it wouldn't be something he's like ignoring i guess yeah, well, I I, I, actually, I think in the book they um they just time grace the grayscale spread like how it convenience the plot because it seems like Jorah Mormont's grayscale spreads spreaded very slowly, <laughs> slowly enough for him to make it back to Old Town from um Marine. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, my my friend who I was watching with, she like drew some comparisons with like how um, uh, the uh. uh matt smith's army his city watch people were like because she was like those are those aren't unsullied right they kind of are like doing the whole thing and i was like yeah they're they're not they're like a very very militarized city police force basically (laughs) 
um, which like I think that was a uh, was interesting interesting opening and everything. But yeah, I I, I like where that's going, and I wanna um, let me see here. So that I, was I, the uh, introduction of the gold cloaks. Uh, yeah, I was also guard. right, and I think the um, well, the gold cloaks are not like um, they're not the same thing as the king's guard, right? Because the king's guard is like thirteen soldiers that like yeah. stand like that are in the castle, like in the keep, protecting the king. Oh yeah, um, and they think the gold cloaks are like, I think they really only came into play in Game of Thrones when the whole like stuff was happening with the sept and everything, and the and the like. What's his fucking name? The High Sparrow? Yeah, yeah, I, rem- I remember now. Um, who was very dope. I miss him dearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said it's very dope. <laughs> it's very dope. Um, this, that's a good... You know what? I love the word dope because there's just like no other way to describe things that are dope besides using that word. Which is like, oh, it's dope, dude. Um, okay, so yeah. Let's let's go ahead and, and kind of push forward to like some speculating with an apostrophe um so what are we what are we thinking is going to happen by the way we were we were like looking the whole episode we were like okay how many episodes until they die and we're like trying to figure out you know um i think viserys uh, the king i'm actually giving him it's 10 episodes right yeah yeah i I think he dies in episode four yeah i think there's going to be a time jump about midway through yeah, because, well, the previews, yes, the, they show her older, so, um, and then she meets her uncle again on that bridge. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, Episode- I, I, I've read the book, so I won't say what I yeah. know is going to happen. So, yeah, and, and I mean, to be fair, like, I'm, I'm sure the larger, like, more defined plot points will stay the same, but a, a lot of the smaller stuff is probably going to be mixed up. Um, yeah. Also, I saw a thing quickly that George R. R. Martin said that he was like much more hands on with this one. Like he actually sat down and they for like the last year he's been working uh, before they started shooting. He was working like really closely with the the writers and kind of adapting his own material with them. Yeah, because they'll literally do anything now. Other than yeah, except anything to stop him from writing the book, <laughs> like would do would be fine. Like, I mean, he he made he decided to make Elden Ring instead of making a book. So, like, yeah. whatever. It's going to be an album next. That that'll be his next project. <laughs> his, his next his next project is going to be a podcast to rival Kojima's. <laughs> um, did you see that thing that like the the about the um. <laughs> Um, was it like the the um the new game awards category that like Keely specifically mentions like oh it could be a podcast <laughs> and then a day later this <laughs> like they're setting us up again um but yeah anyway so as far as like um what's gonna happen I think um uh, first of all I I want to wonder like are they planning on this being a one and done thing or if it is successful just continue the show. It's um, um, signed on for four seasons. Or four it seasons, be, really? It might be wow. six seasons. Yeah, it's signed on for quite a bit because I was confused because I, I don't know how they're going to stretch that because this is based off the... Um, the uh, it's like the a novella dance... or something, right? Yeah, this is based off the Dance of Dragons story. So basically there's loads of like different stories in the game of uh well the song of ice and fire lore and this is based off the dance of dragons which is the uh the targaryen civil war um 
and it ends like very like well i'm not gonna say but um <laughs> wow. i mean okay, i so... had to go through like their family tree because i was like i need to look at this family tree yeah i am behind they said I'm... they have not been signed for four seasons but they have uh they have written out the story as if it's for oh, four right. seasons i'm so happy that they went with this one because this is my favorite uh, law story i i love um robert's um uh robert's uh come on what it's called rebellion robert's rebellion yeah I, I feel did like they, did they do did he write out a book for that too yeah he's, well he's written all of it you can actually of find he fucking did you you can actually find all of this like uh animated they're, uh-huh. they're called the uh game of thrones like animated law and they're like these these little stories are actually all am- animated out and narrated by uh, the cast members of the tv show I've, I've watched all of them they're really good wow okay i will definitely do that um also by the way they did mention that there is uh this first season is 10 episodes and there will be a 10 year time skip in the in the season at some point Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know how this is going to stretch for four seasons because I think they're probably just going to continue the story past where it ends. You know what I mean? Like they can't. Um, <laughs> I can't say why. It, right. It, it's I mean, not gonna even stretch. <laughs> right. Uh, even if it's about uh, something or someone else, I guess they will continue it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if they're doing their time skip in the first season, like that's that's when it is. So. Well, because um, I'm I'm only saying they can't because it ends with um, King Ares, like being a child, you know, uh, Danny's father. So right. Anything hey, he could, past we could that. do sort of a young Sheldon with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a young Sheldon. Get out of here! But his also... catchphrase is going to be "Burn them all." <laughs> <laughs> but also, could work. Burn them all is a good catchphrase. Oh, actually, this is interesting. Why did I not know this? They said that the, um, huh? Okay, so they said that these these seasons may not be continuous. They are planning to have them jump around through the Targaryen history. Oh, oh, that would be interesting. I'd love to see Aegon's conquest. Yeah, that's I. I think that would be an obvious thing to do next too. So, and then yeah. even like showing the Mad King like as the Mad King, like that that'll that's their fucking easy prequel where they can sneak in like digitally youngified, you know, Davos or whatever the fuck. Yeah, King, <laughs> like, King Aries has a really interesting backstory that they didn't touch on at all in the TV show. Yeah, like, there's a whole reason why he went mad and stuff. He was actually a really good king before that. Didn't he like? Ah, fuck wasn't it some sort of like in, he was like ingesting something i can't remember this he got like really kidnapped s- he got kidnapped and like held hostage for a year and then he went like oh, really? insane after that i don't remember this was that in the books like the main books yeah i like i'm trying to remember when i would have read those when was season two of this show oh my gosh uh 2000 like 2013 yeah Wait, i'm, I'm well, actually so rem- season one was 2010 if i'm not mistaken right? it might have been 2011 uh, I know, I know when I read the books actually because it was 2013. I, I remember because that was when I had a, a big breakup, and then I started watching the show, and then I read all the books. Um, but yeah, that was it. so. I, I I guess I haven't read any of these books since 2013. So rip. Um, but I will. Uh, do you I you guys remember? Uh, you remember? You guys remember Strong Bellwas? <laughs> I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're just like I miss him. <laughs> that was my that was my like proof uh, that I've read the books. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know about other things though. I think I would like to. Um, I think it'd be cool to to get um a little bit of like. I don't know. Um, 
what am I trying to say? I want to, I want to see, uh, maybe this isn't the show for it, I guess, but I want to see more of some of the other parts of the world we didn't get to see. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's more of the other spinoffs, but like, and, and George R. R. Martin mentions it like twice in like all of his works together, but there is a giant continent to the South called Sotheros, which is Africa. And like, they don't talk about anything there except how cool all the monsters are. And well, it's that- like a big safari. <laughs> That was like one of the um, the ideas that, that they were throwing around. And one of them was like Aria on her adventures and she'd be going to places like that. But then I, I actually, I think, I swear I remember George R. R. Martin saying that he wasn't going to delve any further into the, those weird continents because he said the whole idea of like creating a mystery around them is just randomly throwing in, oh yeah, there's this place and it's like run by zebras. Yeah, it's easy like for that. him to say. He doesn't have to do any work. <laughs> Fine, let then- the other people do it. The whole like feeling oh. of mystery is the fact that you're thinking, oh, I wonder what about that place oh, this where isn't they're good. like. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't Everest. good. I've I found this on the hot D hashtag. Um, <laughs> George R. R. Martin wants to build out the Game of Thrones universe the same way as Marvel and Star Wars, which is exactly what Amazon said about Lord of the Rings last week too. So oh, maybe God. don't, maybe don't do that and like see how tired everybody is. And <laughs> like, don't Wait, don't do that. They're releasing like the first two episodes in theater for the new Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's true. Um, they did. They did follow up and say we are not going to do something just to fill franchise plans. We are going to do shows that we are excited by and proud of. So I guess that's good. Are we going to get like end credit scenes where it's like teasing the next like piece <laughs> I of lore? Tell, I want to tell you about the Baratheon initiative. <laughs> it's like the end credit scenes. It's like Robert Baratheon, like. <laughs> oh my god, that would be good. Actually, I mean, I've decided it would be good. Actually, um, <laughs> someone fucking fetch me, the, fetch me the breastplate. <laughs> Viserys shows up with an eye patch. <laughs> um. Also, yeah, definitely <laughs> confirm confirm the Viserys is a mermaid theory. I think, and we can get him on board too. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know about that, right? No. It's, it's a very, very popular fan theory. Probably the most popular one that Viserys is a mermaid, and there's like a ton of evidence. Apparently, <laughs> like I've read through. You need to just go read through it. Just go read through it. I can't even <laughs> explain it, but I believe it at the end. <laughs> I remember watching uh, Matt Pat's um, uh, film. Well, it's not really the film theories for Game of Thrones, but he was he was right. <laughs> like all of them were true. That's Most just a them. game theory. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. Well, let's let's uh, go ahead and, and wrap it up. Um. Sorry, uh, fucking hell! Stop it! <laughs> 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 Hold on. Sorry, I just found a funny meme also. Um, but did, anyway, Ellie, just, did Ellie turn on Alexa? No, it's the... Google. And it's... It, whenever it hears something that sounds like its name, it activates. So I guess I said something. Um, anyway, I sent you a good meme. So let's use that to get out of here. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, thank you guys for, for joining us. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week uh, with the next... Uh, next with another dose of hot D and um i have to make it I, I forgot i have to make a theme song for this still does i already hot, know what it is does hot d stand for damon hot d is the d yeah the d is for damon um not in my world but okay but he loves it okay listen the, um, 
if anyone is unfamiliar and maybe thinks I'm like an insane person, George R. R. Martin out loud audibly called it Hot D. That's how he abbreviated <laughs> the name of this show that he made. So what? That's why we keep calling it that. That's why everyone's <laughs> calling it that. He was like, "Yeah, well, a Hot D was a pretty fun uh, experiment." <laughs> huh? He like adjust his weird sailor hat. All right, Why is it like right an old timey ragtag? Have you ever heard him talk before? That's how he speaks. That is how he talks. Oh, I he's like he's one of your people too, by the way. He is. He's from New Jersey. Loves the Giants. <laughs> loves them. And I'm always like George, get a new team. Uh, you see the uh, the Giants. They're uh, one of my favorite teams. Uh, he's adjusting his glasses now. Watch any interview with him. It's amazing. Um. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll be back. Um, make sure that you um, rate, you know, like, oh, uh, we have a uh, other show <laughs> called Game Busters, which I'm sure is what led you here. If you somehow ended up here without knowing about the, the main podcast, then, you know, please take a look around it. Uh, we do video games there. I do with the video games. All right. Uh, yeah, so anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Um, you can find us on GameLuster.com. Sometimes we do things. And also on YouTube com slash gamelister you can find our fun videos like um me mostly playing just like bad city building games um Ooh, i like that jess and i did have a pretty successful little run through that horror game though um labyrinth successful <laughs> successful in that people liked it i guess <laughs> we were not successful at the <laughs> labyrinth is it because um, david bowie wasn't around uh, I was actually on, like on fucking high alert for him. Did, did not appear in the game. Although David Bowie did make a video game, which a lot of people don't know. Did he? Yeah, he did. What's it fucking called? He made it. It's a. It was the like Quantic Dreams like first game. He actually like was. He was actually no. Uh, it was. It was. Hang on. Nomad Soul. Oh. Yeah, he was like a yeah Omicron the Nomad Soul. It was starring a virtual David Bowie, but he also helped with like the production and like the the writing of it and stuff. Oh wow! Um, people do not know this exists. It released in 1999 on on PC. Um, it was made by Quantic Dream. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway, everyone, go play your homework. By next week is to play Nomad Soul, <laughs> and uh, come back and tell me what you thought of David Bowie and his performance. So okay, let's uh, let's get out of here. Do you guys have a, a some sort of a dragon related catchphrase to get us out of here to to end it? Flame on. Yeah, that's that's what she said <laughs> when good, she, like yeah. to burn her, her mother and <laughs> mother's bodies. Flame on. Dragon, dragon, bust the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, dragon, hot D.